You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a piece of economic data coming out of the South African economy, and it's CPI. And CPI stands for Consumer Price Inflation. Consumer Price Inflation in the Republic of South Africa came out at 4.5% year-on-year. That's an increase in January compared to a 4% increase year-on-year in December. And it says here, from a note that I received from Investec in Johannesburg, that the increase can be chiefly ascribed to statistical base effects in the fuel price component. With me now is Annabel Bishop, the chief economist at Investec in Johannesburg. What does that mean? I often get accused of throwing sort of terms out that people don't understand and probably I don't understand as well. So what does that mean, base effects in the fuel price component, please? Yeah, you're right. It's quite a lumpy term. Look, I mean, essentially what it's really talking about is the fact that fuel prices were a lot lower a year ago. You know, and that's just really where we are with this particular print that we have today. In yes. other words, in January last year, fuel prices were two rand fifteen cents lower. Sorry, two rand fifteen cents lower than they were compared to this year. So this year, the fuel price is at sixteen rand and sixteen cents a litre. And in January last year, it was at 14 rand and one cents. That's really all it means. It's as simple as that. But the point really is that, you know, this is sort of run in in December. In December, fuel prices, petrol prices, one rand higher than a year ago. In January, as we said, it was two rand 15 higher. February, March also see about two rand and then one rand higher, respectively. What that's really just doing is you're seeing base effects come through. So because fuel prices have been on a bit of an upward trend since April last year, and then they really came to solidify around about the 16 mark towards the end of, of last year, the fact is that on a year-on-year basis, you're getting this push-up. And that really translates through to inflation because it's just a year-on-year measure of the cost of living. Okay, I understand that. Now, let's have a look at the fuel component and how important it is in, in CPI. Uh, because if you look at food price inflation, that dips to 3.7% year-on-year in January from 3.8% in December. So it's really all to do with fuel. And to me, fuel is an inelastic commodity when it comes to CPI calculation. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the real worry, of course, is that, you know, we have seen fuel prices come down because of the coronavirus spread, you know, this virus coming very rapidly um, through, you know, in China and obviously many people infected, you know, over 70,000, of course, you know, up to or just around 2,000 now predicted fatalities, or sorry, actual fatalities, just just around 2,000 actual fatalities. And of course, you know, the, the, the concern here that this obviously has negatively impacted the Chinese economy. The Chinese economy, as you know, imports a lot of oil and does refining. And of course, you know, that has had to be put on hold in a number of areas, really just many factory shutdowns, you know, no, not not throughout the entire of China, but certainly you know many parts of it, in order to try and control the spread of the virus. And as you can see, it's it's been quite severe and quite quick, you know, to have had that many deaths already. The concern certainly is that obviously China will start to operate its factories again, and obviously that could then see a lift in the spread of the virus or not. So there are worries for global economic growth. And of course, returning to your point on South Africa's inflation, returning to your point on petrol prices, we've seen the oil price come down a lot, as we've discussed. But of course, the concern globally that's arisen from the um, coronavirus, they're calling it COVID-19 now, mm. that, that's the official name. You know, the, the concern that's certainly arisen is that this could negatively impact global economic growth. And of course, in an environment where they don't really understand what you know exactly the impact will be, they basically has created a lot of uncertainty. So, in an environment where we have a situation where there's increased global uncertainty, you tend to see a weakening in 
emerging market currencies. And of course, the RAND, being such a substantial proxy for risk globally, has come under particular pressure. And the petrol price is nothing else but the RAND versus the oil price. And the two together, of course, give you your petrol price outcome. So, you know, on the one hand, we've had oil prices come down. But on the other hand, obviously, we've had currency weakness. So, sadly, you know, this hasn't resulted in substantial petrol price cuts for us. We have just seen modest ones, and that really hasn't been enough to change this dynamic. Can you tell me about the core price inflation? Because that obviously removes the volatile elements that we've been speaking about. So if you get down to what's really going on, uh, how did that behave during the month of January? Well, I think that's really the important question, Lindsay. And of course, you know, looking at the core price inflation, which the CPI inflation, it takes out the cost of food and non-alcoholic beverages, but it also takes out the cost of fuel and energy. And of course, you know, the issue here really is that core inflation is running at about 3.7, 3.8%. Incredibly weak and low. And of course, that really speaks to an actual inflation rate of below 4%. We've heard of that the petrol price are two rand on the year. If you take that out, and of course the slight uptick in food prices, this is where inflation really is in South Africa. Of course, the worry is that, you know, financial markets see that South Africa's CPI inflation rate has now risen to 4.5% from 4%, and that's now perceived as an erosion of the real returns in investing um, in South Africa, you know, from a yield-seeking perspective. So, you know, the print today may well result in, you know, some currency weakness, but I think, you know, our currency specifically is very much driven by global financial markets. And of course, you know, the uncertainty around the coronavirus. And of course, remember also the military conflict earlier in this year in um, the Middle East, led by the United States. Of course, you know, that has obviously seen the RAND move from where it was close to 14 at the end of last year to really close to 15 currently. Annabelle, apart from your analysis of the the CPI and the core inflation, uh, so there's obviously a disparity between the two, 4.5% and 3.7%, whatever you said core inflation was. The point is that we are in the mid-range of the 3 to 6% band as prescribed by the South African Reserve Bank. So no need to worry. The one thing that I am worried about, though, is a really excellent note that you send me from your desk. Industrial production note, concerns are centering around the impact of COVID-19 or the coronavirus. And your application to that virus to South Africa, because it is starting to impact all sorts of different economies and all sorts of different companies. It's starting to get a little bit worrisome. I agree with you, you know, and of course, you know, the the impact that people will be looking at globally in the financial markets will be how will that affect global economic growth because obviously there's the expectation that we would see a lowering in the output certainly from industrial production in China in the first quarter of this year and indeed that could negatively impact China's economic growth. Some forecasters are worrying it could even sink as low as 4%. All of that's built on the premise that by April you know, all the global supply chains, factors of production will be up and running as normal and of course it takes a while to restart the factories in China themselves not just because um, they've been shut down for a while, um, but also, of course, as well, because of the fact that, you know, other factories themselves need to start to provide the inputs, the components into further lines of production inside China itself. And then obviously globally pushing that out into the global supply chain. So, you know, the concern is that you can't necessarily get inputs, all these components in your manufacturing process from other places other than these Chinese factories, such as the reliance become on China's industrial production globally. And of course, you know, the worries is that how will that then impact industrial production in other countries around the world? And of course, as well, global economic growth. Not forgetting, of course, the plunge in the oil price, which has seen 
oil-producing countries likely take a knock in terms of their economic growth forecasts, yeah? So not just China, but, you know, oil exporters, commodity exporters as well. And, of course, that also feeds into the risk of weaker global economic growth this year. For South Africa, the knock-on effect very much could be that we don't necessarily see the recovery anticipated this year. You know, the move GDP growth moving to 0.8% from what it may have been last year, around about 05 or slightly below. And, you know, the expectation was that that lift in South African economic growth this year would come on the recovery of the global economic growth. The IMF forecasted global growth to come to 3.3% this year from 2.9% last year, but of course hasn't updated its forecasts since the coronavirus. Annabelle, thanks so much for your analysis on CPI and also the potential impact of the coronavirus or COVID-19 on industrial production in South Africa. Annabelle Bishop is the Chief Economist at Investec in Johannesburg. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.